Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey, this is the national treasure, Nick Aldis, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! One. Welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host. He's the Stallion. I am the Enforcer. And this week we have a very special guest. Um, we are joined by the Virtuosa, the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Champion, Diana Perrazzo. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the show tonight. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. No, um, listen, you have quite a weekend ahead of you. It's been uh, it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy ride, and you're you've accomplished so much since you've come back to Impact Wrestling. I think it's been maybe seven months, eight months. Um, yeah. I have to ask you: you were not hyperbole. You were one of the most coveted free agents, right? About this time last year, a little bit later. Why was Impact the right destination for you? Um, I think that just the knockouts division and everything that they had been doing up until that, you know, up until May when I debuted, um, we saw like three or four knockouts debut over the course of like four months. Um, you know, Jordan Grace was the knockouts champion. Um, and you know, the, the lineage that comes with being a knockout, um, there was just this like combination of everything being the right time at the right place for me. Um, and then, you know, I just, I needed a place that was willing to take a chance and say, Hey, Deanna, here's the ball and, and see what you can do with it. And, um, you know, impact was willing to do that. And, you know, it, again, it was like the perfect storm for me, everything that I wanted as a wrestler and everything I needed as a human being um, impact was offering for me. So it was kind of a no brainer. Yeah, and Impact Wrestling has this. Um, there was a everybody knows about the uh, the Divas Revolution, the Women's Revolution in 2015, and um, but long before that, Impact Wrestling and TNA, and then Impact Wrestling, they were featuring um, the Knockouts Division, the Women's Division, predominantly week after week after week. Um, Gail Kim, ODB, Awesome Kong, um, the Beautiful People. What is it about Impact Wrestling that? they have such a massive talent, but they're able to cultivate that talent and make them 
want to uh, work for them. What is that within the company? Because it's, it's amazing when you look at their roster year after year after year. And right now in 2021, amid pandemic, wherever we are, um, like the roster is so strong. What is it about impact wrestling that attracts such amazing female talent? You know, I think that it's, it's, you know, really like a management standpoint where the management is just willing to say you know again here here it is take it run with it let's see what you can do and, and no one's afraid to make mistakes no one's afraid um to step on any toes or to be different um they really have just you know cultivated this camaraderie between the locker room and this 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 family type feel that everyone wants to push each other to work harder and to be better for each other and and um you know i, I think especially with the knockouts that's how we all feel right now um, they've brought in so many different and unique characters that um, we all kind of offer something different and we all bring something different to the table that, um, you know, it, it's fun every time you go to work. So I think the environment they've been able to cultivate, um, not just now, but, but 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, it brings in talent that are hungry and looking for an opportunity or, or waiting to get their due. And, um, you know, then they put them on this platform and we kind of just get to thrive it's kind of like sink or swim, right? It's like, we believe in you and you believe in yourself so strongly. So here you go. Here's what, you know, here, take the ball and run with it. Right. And, and especially for me, um, you know, coming from what I was doing, you know, this time last year and then, you know, being fired um, mid pandemic and then, uh, you know, being able to debut a month later at impact, that was exactly what it is. I was in this crucial do or die situation where um, I was going to sink or I was going to swim. And everything that got turned down in the past, um, Impact is willing to take a chance on. And Impact is willing to say, I understand who the virtuosa is. Let's give her a chance to, to see life on screen and let's give her a role on TV. And for me personally, I felt so strongly about doing everything right by Impact. And, and every moment had to be the best thing I've ever done and had to be the biggest moment of my career because for me, it was like, I had a chip on my shoulder and I was proving people wrong. And I was saying, you know, screw you. Look what I can do. You didn't believe in me. Well, I believed in myself and look what this company did with me because they believed in me too. Um, and I feel like that, that feeling so many of us have um, and, and impact has been able to bring so many people that um, were looking for their due or looking for another opportunity to prove themselves or um, looking for a platform to show, showcase themselves for the first time. Um, and, and bringing all of that mix of talent together really um, makes a special product that is Impact Wrestling. And you could see it when, you know, it's like any job, right? When the employees are happy, you're going to get a better product. They're going to work harder. They're going to work better. And you mentioned where you were this time last year. And we don't dwell on the negative here. That's not our, our, our shtick on the show. But um, as as fans of yours, and I'm sure you have very loyal fans, um, as fans of yours, the we were um, frustrated maybe with the lack of not the, um, just the lack of availability to you, the lack of, of seeing you wrestle on TV. Yeah. Uh, that is, is it fair to say that's what contributed to you being like this particular place isn't for me. I need to, I need to go somewhere where not even I'm appreciated, but I need to go somewhere where I could say, I'm going to do me and I'm going to show you what I can do. Yeah. 100%. Um, I think the theme of my career is like looking for someone to give me an opportunity and, and looking for someone to say, um, go for it, girl. And Impact Wrestling is the first place, you know, last year to really do that and allow me to, to um, 
see my vision through and believe in my vision. And the person that we see on TV every week, um, the virtuosa is, is an extension of who Gianna Perrazzo really is, but is everything I wanted her to be and everything I thought she could be. Um, I just needed to be around the right people. And I am around the right people who, um, you know, have a positive mindset. It's a positive environment. And, um, you know, I, I tweeted uh, or I Instagrammed a couple hours ago about um, not only did Impact Wrestling give me a platform, they like mended my broken heart and reignited my love for wrestling um, as a wrestler and as a human being. So uh, I gush over it all the time and I won't stop talking about it because I am just so thrilled with what I'm doing and the people I'm around. And that, you know, and I think that's so important. And that's not to say that, you know, any one company, you know, because what might be a better fit for you might not be a better fit for somebody else. And I, I, I was listening to you on um, Busted Open, I think it was maybe three or four months ago. And I think Bully Ray had commented on that, how happy you sound and how you just sound like um, compared to when you were on the show, maybe previously, how much better you sound. So it sounds like it wasn't just professionally, it made such a big difference for you. It was like personally and emotionally too, to be around so many like-minded people. 100 percent um i just think that the situations i was in and uh, the feedback i was getting or the lack thereof really just took its toll on me mentally physically emotionally um i was like not in a good place in my personal life and to be able to like shed all of that and just like reevaluate and learn who i am as a new person um in a new environment and and kind of go back to my roots a little bit with the people i'm around um, a lot of our knockouts are people that I kind of went th through the Indies with and, and, you know, lost touch with. And um, to just be back to, to who Deanna Perrazzo at her core is as a person and a wrestler um, means way more to me than what I was doing in the environment I was in. Sure. And it's like shedding an old skin and returning to, you know, who you were. And when you came back to Impact Wrestling, they, they did a pretty cool, like uh, a segment on you about who you are. And, and you talked about how you wrestled in Japan and when you were in Impact the first time, you said you were a much different person now. Um, what changed from that first, uh, I think it was like 2015, 2014, maybe when you were in Impact the first time? Yeah. And changed. I think people, um, they're familiar with you, but they don't know. I mean, you wrestled, uh, you were in progress. You wrestled in Japan. You wrestled all around the world. So what changed from your initial stint in Impact to how you, got, um, how you feel there now? So... My first match in Impact was my eighth professional match ever. <laughs> um, and I don't think many people know that. So, you know, the girl we saw at Knockout Snackdown 2014 was, uh, you know, I was, I think I was 18 or 19 years old. I was having my eighth professional match. That yeah, no pressure. Go have you, you know, it's like no pressure. <laughs> Just see what happens. It, exactly. And I was sewing over my head and I didn't know who I was as a human being or let alone who, like who this wrestler was going to be um, or, or, uh, you know, how to wrestle on TV. I was, I was literally that shy little unsure young girl. Um, and, and, you know, at that point, impact was like you need to get more experience obviously yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> i came back to impact in 2016 and i was more confident in who i was as a wrestler but i was just the good wrestler there was no meat or substance to it it was just like i can wrestle people and have a good match um, <laughs> but and that was the critique was like okay you're a good wrestler but you need character traits you need a personality and i i still didn't have that yet um and then I was able to, you know, right after that, I did my first tour of 
stardom in Japan. And then, you know, I was able to, to go to England. I wrestled in Australia. I had been to Canada and Puerto Rico and all over the world. And I was able to, you know, take all these different styles of wrestling and, and more specifically the culture of all of these places I was in and create this virtuosa character who had now an identity. She wasn't just the virtuoso who's a good technician. She was the virtuoso who, who um, you know, comes out in these elaborate outfits. She has orchestra as her music. She's cultivated um, an, an artistic and, and a good wrestler, but we kind of understand the backstory to her. So I think the virtuoso we see on the screen today um, is not just, you know, she's a virtuosa. It, it's a complete transformation of Deanna Praza, the professional wrestler, from this 19-year-old unshy girl to no, I'm going to get in the ring and I know exactly who I am and I know exactly what I do well and I'm going to break your arm. Yeah, and like, I can't imagine that kind of pressure. Like, I think of all the dumb things I did at 19 and it's like to be like, oh, that kind of maturity and put it on TV. It's like, no, no, I, I don't want anybody to see what I did at 19. So, right. yeah, it, it, that's got to be such, but as you grow as a person, you grow as a performer, you know, and you, um, I believe you were a competitive cheerleader, right? So you have an, yeah. a very athletic background. So taking to wrestling must have been not, I mean, listen, taking to wrestling is never easy. Taking bumps is never easy, but was that something you kind of got acclimated to pretty quickly? I would assume because not after, you know, you started wrestling where you signed to ring of honor then, right? Yeah. So I started wrestling um, the end of 2012, right after high school. So I, I had been a competitive cheerleader for like 12 years at that point. And, you know, with cheering comes dance experience and comes gymnastics experience. So I feel like for me, I was able to take, to um the the athletic part of wrestling and that that um choreography part of wrestling where you can i i can see something and i can emulate it so the training um wasn't as in it was intense but it wasn't as like mentally intensive for me because i just said this is my trainer damien's my trainer and i'm gonna emulate him um and i i it's funny when i go home and i wrestle with him because we like talk the same and we sell the same and we call the same moves and it's it's the weirdest thing but I was like this this person knows best so I'm going to copy this person and and that's what I did um and I I yeah I was able to sign to Ring of Honor um officially uh in 2018 but I had worked there um you know from 2015 all the way to you know mid 2018 just um you know, on, on them being like, she's a good wrestler and we could build a division around her because she right. can work with everyone. And I think that that basis comes from just being an athlete my whole life prior. Yeah, I mean, I believe you were credited with like the kickoff of the Women of Honor division at, at Ring of yeah. Honor. So, and that was three years into your career. So it's like, no pressure again, but here, this whole division, this is on you. So it's like that. That's the theme. I, I get a last minute phone call and it's like, Hey, could you come and do this? And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll be there. Yep, give me 20 <laughs> minutes, right? Like, I'll be there. That's, uh, well, you've definitely, without a doubt, made the most of it. And um, your return to Impact Wrestling, like I said, there was a lot of uh, questions on the internet where you were going to go was, you know, um, and you wound up signing with Impact Wrestling. And I, I think because of what we're seeing in the product and how Impact Wrestling has been done a fantastic job during the, uh, what do they call it now? The new normal. I'm not sure the right terminology, but uh, what we're living right. with is like Impact Wrestling has consistently put on such a good product. How tough was it for you to acclimate to the empty arena, you know, not having fans there? Was that, did that pose a problem? I think for me, especially with all the training I did and, and 
Damien had had us doing matches all the time in just this like little um, in this little room. It just had a ring in it and like a little desk with two chairs for people. And there was no one else. It would just be me and him and one other student or me and him and two other students. So for me, it wasn't as much of um, like a hardship to get used to. But it, it is weird um, because you hear the people and you hear what they what you think they should be saying or chanting or doing. And, um, you know, it kind of it threw me off. Uh, you know, at the beginning when I first got into Impact and I was having, you know, 18 minutes with Jordan Grace at Slammiversary and it's like 18 minutes is a long time when there's not people to be chanting and, yeah. and you can kind of stop and soak it in. Um, but I think now we're in the new normal and I've been doing it for, you know, almost a year now and I am very much looking forward to, to having fans back with us, um, but it's become more normal. Sure. I mean, you did a 30 minute Iron Woman match with Jordan Grace, like without fans and um, not pulling the curtain back or anything like that, but fans can be such a, uh, an important part of a wrestling match for the wrestlers to be able to feed off the fans and yeah. stuff. So um, kudos to everybody. Cause like, I feel like professional wrestling is one of the only sports right now that it's, they have melt like molded what it should be. And it has come so far from where it was last year. So I'm really hoping we're going to see um, fans back very soon, but you have, uh, <laughs> You know, you have a big match coming up this week against ODB Saturday night, uh, Sacrifice, March 13th uh, on Impact Plus on pay-per-view. ODB is one of the OGs we were talking about earlier of the uh, knockouts division. So what what kind of how different maybe I should say is the knockouts division now from maybe where it was when, um, you know, ODB's first run, let's say like the 2005, 2010 to now, how do you think that those, uh, that divisions changed? I think that, you know, back in, in 2005 and 2006 and, and, and this, this, um, the knockouts division was just starting and they had a chip on their shoulder to prove like we're women's wrestlers and and you know they were some of the highest rating segments on spike they they were getting the platform to be the women's evolution before there was the women's evolution and um you know that was then but i think now we have that platform and it's been built upon for you know the last 10 years and um you know we're evolving and there's a new you know this this new generation of women coming in now get to compete against those women and it's it's really exciting because it's like a clash of generations and a clash of styles and a clash of personalities um but i think that you know a lot reigns true with what they were fighting for is is the same as I'm fighting for. Every time I step in the ring, it needs to be game on. This needs to be the best thing I've ever done. And I feel like, you know, that division um, felt that way every time they stepped through the curtain too. So I, I don't necessarily know that there's any differences. I think that it's very much rooted in the same, we're going to prove these people wrong. Same mindset, just want to steal the show. I mean, because you mentioned yeah. then and now, I mean, you have Jazz, Jordan, Grace, yourself, and ODB in the same ring. And it, it's like two generations colliding. So as I mentioned, we have the title match this weekend. Um, another match we have coming up this weekend is Moose and Rich Swan, and we know the winner of that match is going to wrestle Kenny Omega down the line. I'm not, yeah. I'm not fantasy booking here or anything, but is there a chance we maybe see Diana Perazzo, Hikaru Shida? Are they looking for you know another main event on that show? I have not been uh, shy about um, wanting to be the first woman through this unforbidden uh, this for is it Forbidden Door? Unforbidden, I think it's open the Forbidden Door. Um, oh, the Forbidden Door, yeah. The Forbidden Door. I want to be the first woman through it. And that 
can be me going to AEW. That can be, you know, Hikaru Shida coming to Impact Wrestling. That could be my best friend, Britt Baker, coming to Impact Wrestling. It could be Big Swole coming to Impact Wrestling. Um, I think what Impact and AEW are doing is, is groundbreaking. And, you know, this partnership has, has changed the landscape of professional wrestling. And I, being a women's wrestler, want to advocate for women's wrestling to be a part of it. So um, if there's ever a need for Sheeta, um, for a competitor, I raise my hand to be the first one in line and I will shove my way to the front of the line of this forbidden door um, for, for women to be a part of this, this incredible history making thing we're doing. Well, I will get on the Twitter machine right after this, and I will tweet <laughs> Tony Khan and the rest of the, uh, I think he's the gate, the gatesman of the Forbidden Door. I don't know what he is, but um, the pay-per-view this weekend is absolutely stacked from top to bottom. Um, Impact Wrestling has been just so consistent this entire time. Um, we're looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I want to ask you something that we ask everybody that comes on the show and every person that comes on the show breaks my heart. So okay. there is a question that divides us right down the middle, uh, Joe and I. If you had to remove one of these wrestlers' careers, you could only keep one professional wrestler's career. Who okay. Is, and side one is Shawn Michaels. Side two okay. is Bret Hart. You could only keep one. I could only keep one person's career? You could only keep one person's career. Oh, man. Um, oh, I don't know. That's so hard. <laughs> because, I, because naturally... I see plus pluses to like keeping both um, because I feel like me being the virtuosa and the wrestler I am should say I keep Bret Hart, but then I think Shawn Michaels has like transcended generations after generations and is still a part of like creating the next generation. So do we keep Shawn Michaels for the legacy he's creating? I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. Uh, I would say we've we've probably had like a hundred guests, and it's like ninety nine to one. Um, aside oh gosh, yeah. Um, I'm Team Bret Hart, uh, so it seems like you're Team Shawn Michaels, and you could just say it. I'm not offended. I'm used to. Yeah, but like my heart, not that I don't want to be, but my heart is like you should be pro Bret Hart. But I think that I would keep Shawn Michaels. Up another L in the loss column for me, week after week <laughs> after week. Um, I appreciate your honesty. I also want to say, uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash Deanna Perrazzo, you have some of the absolute coolest shirts. And I'm not just oh, thank you. the Fujiwara armbar specialist. Like these shirts are awesome. I implore everybody to check them out. I also implore everybody to check out Sacrifice this Saturday, top to bottom, a stacked card from Impact Wrestling. Rich Swan versus Moose, Deanna Perrazzo defending the knockouts title against OD. Uh, Jordan Grace and Jazz versus Kara Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Like so many good matches this weekend. You literally never know who's going to show up. Every week is a different surprise. I mean, there's no reason not to check out um, Impact Wrestling this weekend. Again, Sacrifice Saturday night at 8 p.m. The Virtuoso, Diana Peraza, thank you so much for your time. We very much appreciate it and best of luck to you this weekend. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. Have a good night. You too. Thanks so much. Hey.